Ayelet Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to Strength in Words, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, and infants and toddlers of all developmental levels. Each week we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, and outline some insight about early development. This series is time for you to be together and to feel like you're doing something good for and with your baby, small child, or multiple young children. Please follow your child's lead. I am a speech and language pathologist, and I specialize in work with very young children, but this is not to be confused with speech therapy. This is what I call family enrichment. All suggested activities are meant to be enjoyed by your baby under close adult supervision. For a more complete story of Strength in Words, please listen to my introduction episode or visit my website, strengthinwords.com. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to a yallet, hello to the singers, hello, 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 hello to the babies, hello to the toddlers, hello, 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 hello to the children, hello to the grown-ups, hello, 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 hello to your friends, hello to my friends, hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your child's name. Hello to your name. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Let's say hello to all the new families we have listening. With the launch of the Heart of It Infant Curriculum, a new resource from Strength in Words, we have a lot of new folks who know about us. So I want to welcome a few of you today. Hello to Corinne, hello to JP, hello, 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 hello. Hello to Erica, hello to Nick, hello, hello, hello. One last time, hello everybody, hello everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody. It's nice to see you here. Does this sound familiar to anyone who's heard this before? Who's that little baby? Who is that? Are you my little baby? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Oh, sweet baby. Yep, we've all heard somebody speaking like this to a baby. Many of you out there listening probably recognize yourselves. It may not be your style, and it may be a bit too traumatic and ridiculous sounding for some, but there's actually a reason behind the innate desire many of us have to do the following things. Prolong syllables, use a higher pitch, slow down our rate of speech, use longer pauses and shorter sentences, use a greater variety of pitches, and use repetition in our intonations. Now, the characteristics I just described don't always result in one's speech sounding like the example I gave a minute ago, but 
there are intonational and other linguistic components that have been studied and compared all around the world and that are used specifically when adults are speaking to babies. It's called infant-directed speech. Some people refer to it as motherese, parentese, or even baby talk. The specifics of infant-directed speech vary slightly depending on the language, but they appear in varying degrees in all languages, including sign languages. So, why do we do it? What good is it for our babies? I'm going to get further into this in a moment, but first, I want to draw your attention to an important connection. What do these characteristics of infant-directed speech remind you of? Let's go over it again. Repetitive intonation, higher and greater variety of pitches. Does that sound to you like music? We've spoken in previous episodes about why we sing to young children, but how fascinating is this? The natural tendency of infant-directed speech is to actually make ourselves sound more like rhythmic or melodic music makers. Let's give some examples of the way we can hear these in finger plays, chants, or songs. I have with me a small sock or the foot portion of a torn pair of nylon stockings, or the kind that you find in a shoe store when you're trying on new shoes. It's a great homemade puppet or prop to use with a finger play to help my little one focus his attention on something while I sing about it. I want to encourage you to use the prop to move all over your little one's body to inspire connection and to promote touch, and really just to get you both into the silly play that you can have together. One, two, I'm going to tickle you. Three, four, can I do it more? Five and six, I can jump and do some tricks. Seven and eight, I kiss you cause you're great. Nine, ten, let's play again. <laughs> Run around, let's make silly sounds. Up and down, I kiss you on the ground. Fast, fast, fast and slow. Oh, look, there's a toe. Turn this way and that. Oh, you can wear me like a hat. Hold me close. I like this the most. If you don't want to sing or can't remember the words, sometimes just the actions and melody can be even more fun. The puppet can still move around the floor, hide behind something or someone and then reappear or move quickly or slowly and then match the rhythm and pace of your voice, perform lots of different actions like jumping or swaying or crawling and slithering around on or on your or your little one's body. Do 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 this is what you might call a play song, which of course utilizes the shifts in tempo and pitch and the repetitive pitch contours in that the melody has multiple verses and follows a pattern. 
Lullabies are another wonderful and a natural extension of infant-directed speech, not only because they inherently utilize the slowed rate, repetitive intonations, again, the melody, and longer pauses that are characteristic of infant-directed speech, but also because they're often sung to calm and to nurture young children, the latter of which is, of course, what we as adults feel that you were doing when we use infant-directed speech, right? To nurture our children. We'll get back to this in a minute, but first, let's give an example of this one. Do, 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 do. sing it on our baby's name or on a sound or a word that represents something that we see or we can make up the words as we go little one little one let's go to sleep little one little one let's go to sleep Sway and rock, turn and sway, sway and rock, turn and sway. Little one, little one, fast asleep you'll stay. Hmm. So, what does the research say? Why do we use infant-directed speech? If we all do it in practically every language, it must serve some function, right? Researchers believe that there are many reasons for this. It's likely that infant-directed speech helps infants to determine a caregiver's intentions. The prosody or the natural melody of speech, like the inflection and intonation, is something that infants pay attention to, and they pay attention to it for a longer period of time than they do to typical adult speech patterns, suggesting that infant-directed speech actually aids in their cognitive development. In other words, infants are focusing in on the parts of our communication that add to our meaning. Things like the way we use melody in our speech patterns. So when we use slightly exaggerated intonations or repeat the last part of our sentence, for instance, here's what we're going to do next. We take off your shirt so we can put on a clean one. Yes, we need to put on a clean one. We're allowing them to infer meaning and we are also making it more interesting to them because they are hearing patterns. And even though the content of our communication may vary each time, we actually might be using the same inflections without knowing we're doing it each time we perform a dressing and undressing routine, for instance, with our little one. Research has actually shown that infants prefer to listen to infant-directed speech when compared to what we can refer to as adult-directed speech or normal speech patterns in adults. They're also more responsive, they look longer, and they focus more. 
Again, this is shown also with deaf infants who are seeing infant-directed signing. And even when infants are sleeping, their brains respond more to hearing infant-directed speech than to typical adult speech patterns. That's incredible. Research also suggests that infant-directed speech helps infants to piece apart syllables and discriminate between syllables, as well as to categorize different vowels in their native language. In addition, it might help them to recognize when one word ends and another begins, as well as recognize words, helping them to process speech and language. So, we see that the use of infant-directed speech likely has an effect on almost all major areas of development, including social and emotional development, cognitive development, and communicative development. Now, again, I am not saying that you have to be gushy-gushy with your little one to stimulate his brain, but when you do things like speak to your infant or young toddler and you sing to your infant or toddler, remember that when you repeat what you say, when you ask them a question, even when they can't answer, when you point at something and look back at your little one, when you speak a bit more slowly or with slightly more inflection than you would with another adult, you don't sound ridiculous to them. In fact, you sound more interesting. Thanks for being here. See you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies. Goodbye to the toddlers. Goodbye bigger kids. Goodbye all the siblings. Goodbye to the grown-ups. Goodbye to the singers. Goodbye I am it. Goodbye to this music. We laughed and we played. We're getting very clever. This is what counts being here together. Thanks so much everyone. For instructions to create and ideas for how to use your very own DIY sock puppet for language and connection, you can head over to my website www.strengthandwords.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher as well as straight from the website. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe, rate, and review on any and all of those forums. If you feel inclined to support what we're doing here at Strength in Words, you can do so by visiting my website and clicking on the link to either make a one-time donation or by becoming a patron of Strength in Words on Patreon. I'll be here again next week. <laughs>